Well, this morning, um, I'm happy to introduce to you Pastor Tabby Horn. Uh, Tabby is passionate about communicating the good news and is access- in an accessible way. She's passionate about doing life authentically with her community and also making a difference for Jesus in every sphere of her life. She believes that ministry is not only just what we do on Sunday, but how we live Monday through Saturday. Uh, Pastor Tabby holds bachelor's degrees in psychology and English from North Central University. She has a master's uh, in education from St. Mary's University of Minnesota, and she's currently pursuing her doctorate in ministry at the Assemblies of God Theological Seminary. Pastor Tabby works full-time for Target and is also the lead pastor of the Gathering Community Church in Robbinsdale, which she planted in the fall uh, five months ago, actually. Tabby's lifelong mission is to bring more of heaven to earth by telling everyone about the hope available to them because of Jesus. And I'm so happy to have Pastor Tabby Horn with us this morning. Would you help give her a warm welcome to the stage? Hey everybody, how you doing this morning? Okay, a couple of you are good. I heard that this is finals week, is that true? Or like this is spring break, you've got a lot of assignments. I wanna give you permission over the next 25, 30 minutes to not worry about any of your assignments. Okay, I don't have any authority to do this. I'm just doing it. I want to give you permission to just relax and enjoy God's presence, okay? So I want to share with you something um, that I, the Lord put on my heart for this chapel. And when Darren shared with me the theme that you guys have been talking through this whole year, I just had this immediate sense, like, I know what I'm going to share with them. So we're going to look at Exodus 13 today. So if you've got your phones, you can look, or otherwise I'll read it to you. Exodus 13, verses 17 through 22. It says this, when Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said, if my people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear to do this. He said, God will certainly come to help you, and when he does, you must take my bones from this place. The Israelites left Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. If you are a note taker, the title of my message today is Ever Present. Ever Present. Let's pray real quick. Jesus, we thank you for this time to learn more about you, to study your word, and to let your spirit transform our hearts and minds. Holy Spirit, would you come in this place and do what only you can do. May your kingdom come, your will be done in the Twin Cities as it is in heaven. In your name, amen. Amen, now how many of you guys like efficiency? Okay, like you like to be efficient. All right, you don't like to do a bunch of things. I like efficiency and there is no less efficient place than your local coffee shop. Now I happen to love like, you know, all the like local coffee shops we have in Minneapolis, but I live like a half mile from a Starbucks. So I find myself at Starbucks a lot, and I always find that no matter what time I go in there, I am behind someone who has literally never heard of coffee before when they are trying to order. Like someone that's staring at the menu like, ah, 
uh, I'll have, uh, and I'm standing behind them thinking, they have coffee or tea, what do you want? Like maybe a Frappuccino, but I wouldn't recommend it, right? Like I like to be efficient. And usually it's because when I'm going to Starbucks, I'm also headed somewhere else. And I like to be headed to wherever I'm going as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Anybody else? Anybody feel me on this? Some of you do. Some of you are like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay, you will when you're in your 40s, okay. I like to go where I'm going as quickly and efficiently as possible. And I expect that the Israelites felt no differently. In our scripture text we read today, verse 17, it's a very interesting verse. And it's one that I've read through the Bible many times. And I've breezed through. And then I one time was reading this a few months ago. And I saw it in a very different light. And it says, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. And here's the first thing. I'm going to point out just a few things about this passage of scripture. Here's the first thing. God did not lead them along the most logical path. Did you hear me? God did not lead them among the most logical paths. See, way back in Exodus 3, God actually calls them to the journey. So they're on a journey that is God-ordained, heading towards the promised land that is God-promised. But yet, they don't go the shortest route. They don't go the most logical way. And the process of getting to the, you know, starting the journey was dramatic. Have you guys seen Prince of Egypt? Right? Like, it was dramatic, okay? And so you kind of think, like, God's trying to get them out of Egypt as fast as possible and into the promised land as quickly as possible. But instead, they take the long way. There was a more direct route, but God did not take them that way. And here's the thing. When you follow God, your path may not make the most sense. It may not be the most logical or the most efficient, but it is necessary. It is necessary. See, from the beginning of this journey into the wilderness for the Israelites, trust was required. Trust was required. So if you plan to follow God throughout the rest of your life, get ready to be led along a path that doesn't make sense to you. Some of you are like, I'm doing that right now. I don't even know why I'm in this room. It won't stop with college. Get ready to be led along a path that doesn't always make sense to you. I have a good friend who went to Bemidji State many years ago. Her name's Anna, and she's a worship leader. And she also was going to major in music. And she had scholarships to go to Bemidji State for music. And she got there, and she knew it wasn't right. And so she changed her major to political science, and she called her parents and said, I have bad news for you. I'm going to lose my scholarships because I just feel the Lord is telling me not to major in music. And you know what their response was? You can hear the Lord. Follow his voice. And she didn't understand it at the time, but now, 10, 15 years down the road, it makes more sense because she sees how God led her from place to place. My life has never been what I expected. You heard uh, Darren say it. I work at Target. I didn't expect to plant a church in 2022. In Robbinsdale, I didn't expect to do any of this. It's not the most logical path. When God leads you, don't, be expect, don't expect to be led among the main road. God doesn't usually lead us the quick way or the easy way or the trendy way. And when the Israelites were leaving, the, lo the most logical path was the shortest path, even though it went through Philistine territory. 
And it was almost as if God was saying to them, I've got something on the long road, on the least logical path that you will never experience or understand on the shortest path. I've got a deeper trust to give you, a trust in me. I want you to be willing to listen to my voice. I want you to have a deeper commitment moving forward no matter what the cost. I want you to have a deeper desire for your promised path. I want you to have a deeper understanding of who I am. And the second thought about this passage, God led them in a roundabout way for their good. He didn't lead them along the the most logical path, and he led them in a roundabout way for their good. Verse 17, God says this, if my people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds, and they might return to Egypt. They might go back to their slavery. So he led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness towards the Red Sea. So this is telling us that God knew if they took the main road, they'd be faced with battles that they were not ready for. See, I want you to understand something. God isn't worried about getting you to your destination quickly. He's worried about getting you there safely. He's worried about getting you to where he wants you to be safely. See, he knew that if the Israelites walked along this shortest path, they'd face giants, and they didn't yet have slingshots or stones. And so it was actually his grace that took them the long way. It was his provision that kept them from a path where he knew if they walked on it, they would turn back. See, God called them to the promised land, but the Israelites still had a part in this. They still had to walk. They still had to obey. And an interesting point that I want you not to kind of forget or gloss over is that obedience took them through the wilderness. See, sometimes I think we kind of have this perspective that like, if I'm obeying God, everything is going to be great. My life is going to be easy. It's always going to be clear what God is doing. And that's just not true. God took them through the wilderness. So don't think when you and your own life are going through a wilderness, your promise is gone. Because walking through the wilderness doesn't mean you no longer have the promise. It just means God's taking you on a different way. And maybe he's trying to build a deeper level of trust in your life. And I want to tell you this unequivocally. If you are following Jesus today, you are on the path to promise. Because his promise that he gives us in his word is that he is good and he does good. That he leads us from place to place in victory. And your life today may not look like what you expected or what you want it to look like. And to be really honest with you, it might not ever look like what you expect or what you want. But on this journey of faith, trust is required. Trust is required. Now if you're going on a long journey with a lot of people, it's kind of like preferable to take a main road, right? To take like what would be logical, what you'd expect. But it actually says God took him through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Now, I can't imagine this was encouraging. Like we've escaped Egypt, we've escaped slavery, and we're walking out of, the, out of our slavery, and here we're coming towards a body of water, right? Like that's kind of disconcerting. That's not really super exciting. And for them, their promise was nowhere in sight. Like they knew God had told them to leave. They knew they were following, but they couldn't see the promise. And like them, many of us today, maybe the promise that God has put in our heart or the dream he's given us or the thing we're trusting him for, we can't see it. It's not anywhere close to us. And I want to remind you of something. It may be out of your sight, but it is not out of God's hands. 
Your promise may be out of your sight. You might not see it at all. You might not ever see how it's going to work out. But he who holds the future is holding everything about your life so closely to his heart. Your promised land may be out of your sight, but it is not out of God's hands. Verse 20 tells us this. The Israelites left Succoth. I mean, I'd leave Succoth too, wouldn't you? The Israelites left Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. And here's the third thing I want to say about this passage. The Israelites, they didn't use the wilderness as an excuse, but as motivation. They didn't look at it and say, oh, God's left us here. We're not going to move forward. They actually continued. The text tells us they continued to move forward. Yes, they did their fair share of complaining. And yes, they did their fair share of sinning. Yes, they were not perfect. Yes, they made their journey longer than God intended because of their sin and disobedience. But even through the wilderness, even though Canaan was nowhere in sight, even though they were headed towards the Red Sea, they didn't relent. They kept moving forward. And I think that if they would have stopped in the wilderness, like you and I would have understood that, right? Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to just be plopped in the middle of a wilderness. Like it's not fun, it's hard. And the reality is that a lot of us stop moving forward, stop moving towards what God has promised us, stop moving towards God's destiny for our lives when the pain comes. When we find ourselves in a wilderness, we stop. And we think that the promise is no longer true. And I just want to tell you something. Pain is real, and it's part of life, and you shouldn't deny it, and you should work through it. But also, it's not the end. Pain is hard, and you probably, some of you in here are going through some pain right now. I get it. But guess what? It's not the end. Jesus himself tells us in John 16 that in this world, we will have trials and tribulations, but take heart, because he's overcome. Pain is real, but it's not the end. And so I just want to ask you today, for those of you that are in pain, for those of you that are like, I am in a wilderness, I just want to ask you, what would it look like if you saw your wilderness as just one stop on the path to promise? Not as the end, but just one stop on the path to promise. Because if you're following God, it may not be logical, and you may not see it, and it may be out of your sight, but it's not out of his hands. I want you to know you're still on the path to promise. God has not changed his mind. Your promised land is ahead, but listen, you do actually have to move forward. God did not lead them along the most logical path. God led them in a roundabout way for their good. They did not use the wilderness as an excuse, but as motivation. And finally, they were never alone. They were never alone. Verse 21 says this, the Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or the pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. See, in the middle of it all, he was there. He was ever present ever present, even when the path in front of them was long and was windy and was confusing and was hot and was windy, he was ever present. And scripture tells us he led them as a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. In other words, they were insulated and illuminated. 
The pillar of cloud protected their steps. The pillar of fire illuminated their path. And they may not have known what was ahead of them. In fact, I'm very sure they did not know what was ahead of them. But they did know who was ahead of them. And I want to tell you today, you may not know. In fact, no matter how much you think you know about the future of your life, you do not know what is ahead of you. But you can know who is ahead of you. And if you know who is ahead of you, what you know is that he is kind and gracious and patient and loving and strong and victorious and full of mercy. And so when you know that, you can have confidence walking through your path. You can have confidence moving through your wilderness and through your pain because what you know is you are not alone. You are not alone. And listen, if God is for you, it doesn't matter who or what is against you. It just doesn't matter. Because the Israelites committed to trust from the beginning of this journey, they could trust now. Because you may know this, Exodus 13 is where we're at right now. But what you may not realize is that Exodus 14 is a story of the Red Sea. They're walking directly towards the Red Sea, where I think we can all agree that if we were there in that moment, trust would be pretty tough. It'd be pretty hard to believe that this God is good, that he actually led us out of slavery towards a promised land, that he hasn't just trapped us. Like it would be very easy to become cynical and to become disgusted and to become frustrated and just to become exhausted. But because they chose trust in the beginning, when he didn't lead them along the shortest or most logical path, they could trust now as they were triumphantly marching towards the Red Sea. And they could travel by day, they could travel by night because no matter what the circumstance or what was happening in the natural, they had a supernatural guidance. No matter what was in front of them or what was against them, they were not alone. Please hear me today. No matter what is in front of you or what is against you, you are not alone. Your God is an ever-present help in time of trouble. And so if you're following God today, if you're following Jesus and you're trying to move forward on the path that he's called you to, I want to encourage you. His presence illuminates your path and protects your steps. His presence changes everything. It changes everything. You know what it changes? It means when you face difficulty or struggle or grief, you can move forward. It means when you feel depressed or anxious, you can actually have confidence and you can have hope knowing that you are not alone, you are not abandoned, and you are not left out. He is your guide and he will guide you towards good because that's who he is and that's what he does. I'm gonna invite our worship team to come up and as we close today, I just wanna ask you a simple question. How's your trust? See, I know enough, I know enough people, I know enough college students to know that right now, many of you in this room are dealing with some very deep things. Some of you in this room are dealing with deep depression, crippling anxiety, severe issues with worry, with fear, doubts about your future, 
doubts about your faith. And I just want to tell you, that's all okay. It's part of life. But guess what? You don't have to stay there. You can move forward confident. And there's only one reason. It's not because life is so easy or the world is so perfect or even because the church is perfect. Let me tell you what. Breaking news, the church is going to let you down. Because the church is built, made up of people who are imperfect just like you. See, it's not about your perfect circumstance. It's about your perfect God who never leaves you and never forsakes you and walks beside you and guides you. And so today as we close, I just want to ask you, how's your trust? Do you know that he is ever present? No matter what you're facing, he is with you. No matter how strange your path is, he is for you. No matter how illogical your next step may seem, he is leading you. I want to close with this, and I'm going to invite you just to close your eyes and just kind of take in this very familiar scripture. Because I want us to reset our thoughts and our focus on who Jesus is. And it's this, praise the Lord, my soul. My inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your disease, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. He is slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love towards those who fear him. And good news, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Please stand with me as we pray. As we close out this chapel service, if you are in this spot where you're like, my path doesn't look logical, things look a little bit weird, I'm a little bit confused, or maybe you just straight up feel abandoned, I want to say a prayer for you. And then we're gonna do one more song of worship before we close today. And so if you're in this space where you're like, I need to be reminded, God, that you're with me, I need to be reminded that you're for me, that I'm not out here on my own. I'm gonna ask everybody to close their eyes just so we can give privacy to those that need to take some time with the Lord. If you're just in a spot, I'm not making you come down here or doing anything like that. I'm just gonna pray for you. But I want you to acknowledge it because remember, they still had to move forward. They still had to walk. Even though God was leading, they had to move with him. So if you're in this spot, or something resonated with you, or you need to go deeper in your trust, I'm just going to ask you to lift a hand just to signify it to the Lord as I pray. So if that's you, you could lift your hands now. And I'm going to pray for us. And I'm going to believe that the truth of God will transcend your heart and mind. Keep your hand up if this is you. Don't be embarrassed. You got to move forward. You got to walk. You got to trust. Jesus, you see every hand lifted. Father, you know the situations. You know the hearts. God, you know the disappointment and the grief. You know the anxiety and frustration. And Lord, what we know is that in the middle of all of this, you're good. 
In the middle of all of this, you still care. In the middle of all of this, you see your son, you see your daughter, and you have compassion. And so, Father, I pray for everyone with their hand lifted today, that you'd give them a renewed sense of trust, that you'd help them to know that you are for them, not against them, and that you would remind them that while they may not know what is ahead of them, they do know and can trust who is ahead of them. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your presence that is always, always with us. In your name, amen.